0: On today's show, the Mavericks have had several bad losses and letdown losses, but don't ask Jason Kidd. You gotta ask them. I'm just a coach. How much is Jason Kidd to blame for those losses, and should the Mavericks make a huge trade, or just make one trade to try and move them forward? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavs. <laughs> I don't believe you shouldn't be here.
1: Loyalty never fades away.
0: And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen today. Where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five star review, like the video, and comment anything below. Let us know is Jason Kidd to blame for the Mavs? Bad five losses this season, or is it something else? Let me know the something else. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself with the purchase of a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. Use that code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's j-a-s-e-medical.com. And joining me from 105.3, the fan, lucky that he doesn't have to be on the radio tomorrow. What you got for me, Reg Atatula? (laughs) I
1: only just realized it as you were doing your reads leading in that this particular background shirt combo <laughs> makes it look like I'm doing a bid. Um, and circumstances just came together to make it happen. So I'm going to get ahead of the YouTube comments. Yes, I recognize he is, it.
0: He is free. He is a free man. He is not being held against his will. <laughs> he, is, he is out in the open with us in the 18-degree weather outside here in Dallas, Fort Worth. Oh, my gosh. It was so cold <laughs> You, oh, like the locked, you like the lockdown beanie? I was noticing very, beanie? very yeah.
1: nice uh, beanie you got yeah. there. on, I, I uh, love it. Yeah, it's nice. so I need cold to give
0: one. in DFW. Cowboys lose in a terrible way. The Mavericks just lost in a terrible way. And so we're here. We're here to talk about it. It's cold outside, but it's warm here. And it's getting hot. Yeah, I mean, oh, my gosh. I'm in a prison of sports emotion is what I want Maybe I'm the in seat of Jason point. Kidd, definitely with fans. And so let's talk about Jason Kidd. We'll talk about some of those letdown losses. We'll also talk about if the Mavs should go all in on something. Mark Stein had some reporting over the weekend that says which way the Mavericks are leaning when it comes to a Pascal Siakam-type trade. We'll talk about that. You guys voted on some stuff, so I want to talk about that and the where the Mavericks should be looking and where they should be putting in their uh, their time. And then, if we get to it, I, no, this, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> if, we, if we get to it, the Mavs secretly have like this elite three-man team like this elite three-man like lineup that they can throw out there and they haven't used it a lot when the Mavs are healthy and they get those guys back what does this Mavs team actually look like so we'll talk about that and break all that down with Reggie Atatula all right Reg the Mavs have five bad losses this season overall the Mavericks have what 17 losses total I I, I think I'm okay with 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 12 of them 12 of them I could like be like okay That's fine. Denver twice. One of them without Kyrie. Minnesota twice. One of them without Luka. One of them without Kyrie. Split those. Clippers. Two losses, but one of them without Kyrie. OKC. The one without Kyrie. That's the 30-0 run that the Mavs lost. And you're like, okay, I feel good on that. Milwaukee. They came down to the wire. It was, you know, it was the tight game. Another Pelicans game. The Kings. Toronto, which was the early in the season. And then Houston without Luka and Kyrie. Like, all right. That's like 12 losses right there that I say, okay. I can yeah. work my way through those teams lose games, right? Even the Nuggets have lost 13 games this season. <laughs> the difference between where the Mavs are and where like the Nuggets, sure. the Thunder, and the Timberwolves are is they've eliminated these type of losses that I'm talking about right here. These bad losses, and here they are. Walk with me. December 1st against Memphis without okay. Ja, Marcus Smart, Stephen Adams, etc. They have tons of injuries. Luca didn't play, but it was still Ky- it was Kyrie's first chance by himself. And they lose that game. You're like, all right, well. December 27th, Cleveland without Mitchell, Garland, and Mobley. Kyrie was out, but still. And they lose that game. That that one's right after Christmas. January 1st, you lose to Utah by 40 with Luka and Kyrie and Derek Lively. Now, Utah has played really well. But still, you have Luka, Kyrie, and Lively, and you still lose. Mm -hmm. January 9th, Memphis. Right. This is last week. (laughs) January 9th, Memphis without Ja, Jaron Jackson Jr., Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark, and more. Marcus Smart goes out halfway through that game. Luka and Kyrie both played in that game, and you lose. Yeah. And then this last one from, from Saturday. New Orleans without Zion, Ingram, CJ McCollum, and Trey Murphy. Luka, Lively, and Exum were all out, but you still had Kyrie, and you lose that game. Those are the bad losses I'm talking about. And the difference between like having those losses and not having those losses, the difference between the seventh seed in the West right now and one, two, and three, where the Mavericks, we were hoping the Mavericks would be. My question is for you, as I turn it over to you very fairly. Right. Are, are those on Jason Kidd and how much? Okay. Um. Yes,
1: Jason Kidd carries a, a large amount of the blame here. And the, the way that I, my brain gets to that answer is thinking back on a lot of these losses, those five that you mentioned, a lot of them you can look to effort and energy, and Jason Kidd would say that, right? Like his responses, energy, effort, particularly defensive end, those types of things. Um, And then also there's been some circumstances, as you mentioned, where you're missing one player or another. But that comes back to, for me, I think about the way that this offense runs, and it's so much indicated or like predicated on, the flow that is developed by whoever is your primary ball handler in that time whether it's luca or whether it's kyrie irving and it feels like outside of that there's not a ton like obviously there is some plays but like there's not a ton of structure outside of that in the way that they want to play offensively right um and both of those things seem to coincide and tell me if you think i'm wrong in this because it feels like what jayson Kidd has tried to do in order to like juice the pace is let the offense and be everything be a lot more free-flowing, not very much like structured things that you you have there. And so if it's not going well, it feels like all of the energy plummets. And also it feels like Jason Kidd now comes from a place where he's like, and me as the coach, I give you this freedom. You guys need to figure out some of these things on your own. And it harkens to kind of something that we see with Doc Rivers when he's coaching, where he likes letting his players figure it out. But the problem is, yes. The problem with letting your players figure it out is that if they don't, you lose these things along the way, like these five games. And so I get it. If he's like, I've been speaking and I've been saying things and they're not figuring it out, but ultimately the responsibility is on the head coach for them to figure it out. And so the circumstances that you've created have created this vacuum where they're not getting, they're not giving you that consistent energy. And now I come back to you with, okay, well, what is your next response? Because at this point, it seems like to this to this day, he's still giving you the, they've got to figure it out rhetoric. And that's not going to cut it, particularly if you want to be on a high level. If you're a parent- I don't think and so.
0: There's certain chores that you want children to do in your house, right? And you give them some kind of incentive, and you set it down for them. Where my mom would try all these different kinds of things. She'd do like, all right, you you make your bed, you get a quarter, like every time. And so eventually, like if you do it for weeks, like it builds, up, it builds up, and eventually, like you mm-hmm. make it up, like. And it was a bunch of different other things. And so you do you that. Go. The problem is, what if they don't go by the incentive? What if and you're like I don't want to discipline you in order to get right, you to do that. Right. I want you to figure it out yourself and I want you to take the incentive and and get to it and get to this, right? And get to the action and get to the thing that I want you to get to. If they don't get there though, the problem is then sure. what do you do? What's your second what's your second gear? What's your second uh action then? If the team and the Hold on, let me go back to my analogy. If the kids don't do the chores that you want them to do, right? Like Yes. That's right. And I'm talking about parents. We're and talking not about children, Kidd, not basketball, Kidd, not basketball teams. teams. I don't know what you mean. What happens then? And that's where we are with these with these losses for the Mavericks. If you give the players all that all that freedom, and he is, I've I've said this analogy several times. One of the problems Jason Kidd had with Rick Carlisle is that he was calling too many plays and being too like he would he would micromanage everything. Rick Carlisle? Micromanage? Never I never would have thought that. He would yeah. micromanage everything. Rick Carlisle <laughs> gave it over to Jason Kidd who was like almost his same age <laughs> at that time when kid was with the Mavericks. He gave it over to Jason Kidd, played a little bit more free-flowing. The Mavericks went and won a title. And so now Jason Kidd comes into the Mavericks, and he's like, all right, I'm going to let you guys run some stuff. I've got Luka freaking Doncic. I'm just going to let him and Kyrie Irving, I'm going to let them, those guys run stuff. That works a lot of the time. And then there's right. five times so far there's 10 times apparently a season that that doesn't work right cuz we're halfway through the season and it's happened five times. And so that and so now we're here now we're yeah. here with these losses the because you got to do something else. Every once in a while you got to like say, "All right, the incentive is gone. You've just got to do this because I'm your parent and the bed needs to be made, the toys need to be picked up, and you've got to finish your food at dinner, right? Like <laughs> it just has to be done at a certain point or else there's consequences." <laughs>
1: Right. I, I I didn't imagine that gentle parenting would come up through the course of uh, this here recording. No, I, I hear you on that. And I think that raises the question, then, if it has to be an all or nothing proposition, right? Does it have to be I take a stranglehold on the team or they have total autonomy to do this? And I mean, my natural reaction, not being a basketball coach, is there's got to be a spectrum where you can tighten this up a little bit and tighten might not even be the right framework. But like there's gotta be a the way for you to add some things to help this out. Right? There's, you have to be able to have some level of addition here. Otherwise, what is your responsibility? Like, at that point, it's like, what are you doing here? If it's just they will figure it out, right? Like, where, where what, what other additions can you make to this process to help these guys out, particularly when you're in situations where you're having to trust other playmakers that are not the elite playmakers that are Luca and Kyrie. And even sometimes without Dante Exum, who you had uh, and you brought in and you are trusted to be a secondary playmaker. Like, okay, so you have to understand who you are asking to do things and make that a responsible, a reasonable, you know, ask for them, especially because you're asking a whole bunch of dudes who are not particularly defensively inclined to then say, we need you to play really high defense in the instances where you're not scoring. Well, what are you doing to give them those those opportunities to be successful? And I think that that's, that's where I'm like, yo, Jason Kidd, it does not feel like you have found the right balance here to say that as nicely as I possibly can. And maybe just what is maybe the we tweaked the formula. What is the formula? formula
0: and when doesn't it work? And how much of this is Jason Kidd's fault? We'll talk about all that and more coming up. Today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. Jace Medical is a place where you can get Some peace of mind. We all need peace of mind. If you're sad about the Cowboys right now, if you're sad about how cold it is outside right now, you know that you just need. Oh, can I just take that one thing off of off of my mind? And Jace Medical could be that for you. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if you know someone in my family got sick because of a supply chain issue. It's too cold. They can't get they can't get the medication in, and I don't have to worry about that because I have a Jace case. This is a Jace case right here. You can hear the medication inside of it. Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinuses, skin infections, other things. This stuff can happen to anybody. Visit jacemedical.com. Complete your physician encounter and it will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. If it's never been more important to be prepared than today, go to jacemedical.com. Use that code locked on to get $20 off your first order. Jace medical, J A S E medical. Com. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on locked on maps, being part of the show, part of the raccoon squad, listening every day. Appreciate each and every one of you. We've got the locked on sports, Dallas stream on the locked on sports, Dallas YouTube channel, as well as on Firestick stick TV and the news on app and all kinds of different places. Uh, check in on that because you may want to check in on our Cowboys guys. They may not have you having a good day today. Oh, <laughs> uh. Also, if you are in the DFW area or have ways to do this, on Wednesday, before the Mavs-Lakers game, about like 6.30 Central Time, your boy will be on WFAA in-studio. With Joe Trahan, the legend. So check out WFAA. You can watch it online. I believe you can watch it online if you have like a, like a, a cable package where you can watch you know, WFAA online. So, again, check in the WFAA pregame show. It's before the ESPN pregame show or the ABC pregame show that is ESPN, I guess. So, again, check it out. Me, Joe Trahan, and I'm not sure who else. A, a surprise guest. Someone else. So, So we'll see. Uh there you go. Oh. We're talking about Jason Kidd we're talking about the bad losses the Mavericks have had. They've had these five bad losses where you just look like, all right, how can the Mavericks lose to the Grizzlies without all these guys twice? The Pelicans without all these guys, the Cavs without all these guys. And to me, it comes down to what you were alluding to earlier and what I was alluding to earlier, earlier than that. The second gear. What's the second option? What what are we what are we tr- yeah. changing? I think defensively, Jason Kidd doesn't have many of those because he tries to go to something else, and the team is just is limited in size. They're limited in length. They're limited in a lot of different areas. They're limited by their injuries, sure. Right. Offensively is where I think that they should have more options, and it just doesn't seem like they do. And so that's when they live and die by the three. And it's been three years now, and they're still doing it, and they're still living and dying by the three. But it just doesn't seem like they have that other option unless – a player presents it, presents themselves. A Kyrie, a Luca gets hot. A Tim Hardaway gets hot. A Jaden Hardy has a game that you know is much better than what he's had this season. Something like that, and the Mavs do that. But when they're left to kind of their own devices, and somebody else doesn't step up in that way, where it's just the player taking you know initiative, like we were talking about, what do you do? Like, how do you change? Is it just all right? We throw up our hands and we, we do that, and then you go to the effort thing. Where the Mavs are, you know, their defense is predicated on, on effort and all that. And Jason Kidd was asked about some of these losses after the Pelicans game, and uh, this is what our boy had to say. Yeah, it's just it's the NBA. You gotta you gotta show up every day. And um, you know we were in this position uh, against Memphis, and we responded in the next game. Uh, we talked about it, um, but give uh, New Orleans credit. They came out, they're aggressive. Um, they rebounded the ball on the offensive end at a high rate. Um, and we just couldn't compete or our physicality wasn't there tonight. Why wasn't it there? You got to ask them. I'm just the coach. So, you know,
1: tired bodies. Got guys playing with, you know, a lot of minutes.
0: Um, we're small and it happens. So we got to learn from it and we'll move forward. I'm just the coach, Reggie. It, it's it's giving. Hold on, it's giving.
1: I'm not playing. I'm watching, just like you guys.
0: Yes, this is
1: the problem that Jason Kidd has because, like, I know what he's going for there, right? It's like I can't, I can't put that that physicality within them, right? They have to draw that from within. But as a coach who seems to care at least somewhat about the noise outside of that that locker room, that building. <laughs> stop giving quotes like this to the general public it doesn't look good it's such a bad idea you know how many good people are just man. like nobody's I'm dying all the damn time you did that and then again it, it, like in a more serious way like in a more practical way this does point back to like is if your only response is well you guys got to figure out how to do better I don't know, like I have questions about what happens when we get to the postseason. And the postseason is largely predicated and we talk about it as like a chess match. You don't have an, you don't have other, you don't have go-to's, you don't have counter punches, you don't have, you know what I mean? And maybe the idea is we don't want to go to them early too early, but you gotta you gotta get something out of your bag soon to make sure that you're in a place where you can go to them. And yeah, that that's ultimately a question that keeps coming back to me is like, what more, what more do you have to offer? here because I understand you set up an environment like this is part of it. this is a large part of it we talk about like Steve Kerr also yeah. I always think back to the time where he had like the back issues and he was gone <laughs> for a while and we got tricked into thinking Luke Walton might actually be good at coaching <laughs> right he had s- established a framework that worked so well there and a culture that the thing kept running without him and that's that is a part of coaching don't get me wrong but you also need to then be able to tweak that when necessary and take that to another level and add more things in. And so having a framework where Kyrie feels comfortable and happy to contribute and Luca feels like he's getting his best and, you know, you're able to have other players step in, that that matters. And that's a good thing. I don't want to, like, you know, not acknowledge that. But you have to be able to elevate you are supposed to be something that elevates what's happening on the court. Cause otherwise Kyrie has, has attempted coach it in the past
0: when he said about, when he said about Steve Nash, he said, you know, some nights <laughs> Steve true. will be the coach. Some nights, Kevin will be the coach. Some nights I'll be the coach. I mean, he has tried that and it worked really well for them. Apparently they won a bunch of games. Well, maybe
1: we didn't realize that's what's happening here. That's why These
0: it wasn't my night to coach. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I have not, I have not been like, Killing Jason Kidd all season, right? Like I haven't come out and done that last season. Yes, definitely. I haven't been doing that because I think largely he's done some of the right things. He's pulled right. some of the right levers. The the what's the biggest fan complaint about Jason Kidd and his rotations right now? He's not playing Rashawn Holmes, guys. I, Rashawn Holmes is not changing your life. He would maybe change a couple of plays here or there if he is what you what everyone thinks that he he could be or is right. He maybe changes a couple plays here or there. That doesn't help you getting beat by forty to Utah with Luca and Kyrie and Lively playing. That doesn't help you against the Pelicans necessarily. Last night, there. maybe it does. So, my my thing is with Jason Kidd is okay. You have set up all those things right. Luca and Kyrie both like him. That is extremely underrated by fans as a as a asset in his favor. Where Huge. you. There's not just anybody that can do that. Rick Carlisle is one of, like, the greatest coaches in NBA history, right? Like <laughs> Regarded by everyone else. Luka didn't get along with him, and he was gone. Kyrie has not gotten along with some coaches in the past, right? It's like, it's just been, you know, Steve Nash. He said he was going to be the coach Kyrie did. So, yeah. like, it is underrated that what that aspect of Jason Kidd brings to this team. And he's not going anywhere, right? Like, he's not – I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I don't think the Mavericks are going to remove him. They, if they miss the playoffs this year, I think his seat definitely gets hot, and maybe they remove him by the end of the season. Depends how bad it gets. Uh, but, yeah, if they, if they also, right now, the Mavericks, like the front office and uh, Cuban and the Adelsons and whoever, have the, well, we've been injured card, right? We're about to talk about a, a, a quote-unquote elite trio. Luka, Kyrie, and Lively have played 16 games together. They've played 40 total as a team. Right? Like, they 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 have that card to play. So, some, some of it has been injuries, but yeah. I want to – I want to say that you know this is the coach of the Mavericks. (laughs) For as much as we want to complain about it, and so for me, what I want to do is, all right, if he's just going to be the coach of the Mavericks, how can they take it a step further? And so I'm trying to figure out what's lacking and what they need to do because I'm not just going to sit here and call for a coaching change because it's just not going to happen. So I'm not going to waste my breath. I'm not going to waste my breath on it at this point in the season. But coming up, (sighs) I feel like we we've we've decided not. I feel like we've decided nothing so far. <laughs> we've, You know what this has been? Therapy. That's what uh, it's, it's, it's just been. Therapy. We've just been getting out the... Coming up, the let's field. talk about a trade, though. Let's talk about, should the Mavericks go all in on a player like Siakam, or should they trade for a single piece like Adorian Finney-Smith to build on what the Mavericks have right now? Mark Stein reported a little bit on the Mavs' potential with Siakam. I had Jake Fisher on recently. Let's talk about all that and more. Let's do that coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has all kinds of props and odds that you can go check out on FanDuel and see what's available. New customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's not even like a money line or anything, just like a $5 bet on like freaking anything. Go check out FanDuel, see what's available for you. Um, If you are a sad Cowboys fan, maybe don't go to the NFL tab today. Maybe go to like the NBA tab. Mavs against the Pelicans coming up on Monday. Mavs are a four-point underdog. All the Pelicans guys are coming back. Luca is not coming back for the Mavs, so you understand that one. So maybe you take the Pelicans, or maybe you decide that the Mavs just only win every other game and they have these letdown games, and so you decide to go for the Mavs. So go for it. Either way, again, check it out: fanduelcom slash on and make your first bet a layup. Fanduel.com, official partner of the NFL. He play for, mate. Um, sorry. sorry. All right, Reggie, we've been talking a lot about Jason Kidd. I don't want to talk about Jason Kidd anymore. Let's move forward. The Mavericks do need to make a deal. Mark Stein on his show on The Freak this weekend. You can check out his uh, podcast and his Substack. It's all like must, must read, subscribe, listen for a Mavs fan. He talked about that the Mavericks are definitely looking for a four, a power forward. that's, That's the natural spot where they need to upgrade at. They've been looking at players. They've been in on Siakam. They've been in on some of these other guys. But he said that they're not making an all-out push for Pascal Siakam. To me, that says they're not getting Pascal Siakam because if you don't make an all-out push for him, I don't think you're getting him. I don't think you're going to fall right. like backwards into the, into trading for Pascal Siakam. So let's just take this into an, into a hypothetical, which is what all trades are. Should the Mavericks go all in on a Siakam, or should they just try to go for one piece like a Dorian smith or you know somebody else like that that just will boost? what you have right now, instead of trying to, you bring in Siakam, it changes everything that you do, but a Dorian wouldn't do that. What are your thoughts on which direction they should lean going into the trade deadline?
1: Yeah, this is a tough, I mean, we've talked about this, you know, headed into the show, and I I don't think I've landed on a definitive answer here. Um, I feel like the Siakam one is the most appealing when it comes to just the outside. You talk about the names of it, um, and... He'll give you a lot of that defensive things that you're looking for. But like I think it changes a lot of what you're doing, as you mentioned. And he's a rental at this point. There's not a guarantee of that future. And you have your key pieces locked up for a little bit of time, obviously, understanding that, you know, a star can blow this thing up whenever they want to blow this thing up. But I think it might actually make more sense, especially within the context of what we're talking about, to actually go for a singular piece. Because as you mentioned, right, like the idea of not having a not having a curveball, so to say, not not having other things to throw at it. Right. If your starting lineup isn't working, they basically can go to five out and that's it. Right. Like that's that's all you have. Having a piece, a combo big, maybe, you know, something like that can give you a little bit more to play with. And hopefully it's a it's another piece that has like a, a defensive foundational piece as opposed to like a defensive piece that's predicated <laughs> or like works off of somebody else's defensive capability because you have a lot of people who work off of other people's capability. If you had, if you add another piece, even if like, cause I, I know Dorian Finney Smith ends up being the name that we think about, even if it's not especially specifically him, but with that framework, we know what Dorian Finney Smith is going to give you defensively most of the times. And I think you, what you saw in that Western college finals that they run rather, is that they had a couple of pieces that they knew what they would get out of, and then other people kind of filtered around, and I think that gave you a little bit more opportunities for stability. And so, like, I'm leaning towards the idea of adding that one piece because I think it gives you it gives you more opportunity to feel out what you have. You don't have to figure out so many things, is which also like doing in the middle of the season, as we realized with Kyrie, is not an easy task to do. And also, I think we all at least me and you for sure. Have looked at this as a gap year of sorts. And so like changing the dynamic entirely, I think shifts the trajectory of where you're going and that can be good, but that can also be bad, right? Like I think you, you have to, you have to start working towards where you ultimately want to be. And I know that Siakam would be a huge, incredible piece to to have. I just don't know what happens if you get to that place, you go, oh, snap, this is not exactly where we want to be. Because, I mean, that's kind of what you did with uh, yeah, they skipped steps, with that. and you it? do
0: it, you still do it every time because you can, like, you can get there, but uh, there's not really a right sure. way to build like, build it, build it, they will come, you know, it's like you do you build the the duo and then the other guys will come around it, or do you build all sure. the other guys and then get the the piece like the Raptors did with Kawhi? Like, do you do, you do the finishing piece then? It's like, you know, who who knows. I, I lean with you. I don't think they're going to get Because right. I don't think they have enough like, on, for what the Raptors want. I think they could they could potentially put in the best package of teams that are willing because right now it seems like there are teams getting scared off by the right. small market teams like Indiana, Sacramento, are getting scared off by his whole, well, I'm not going to re-sign just, just anywhere type thing, which is just all leverage ploy. It's, it's what this all is. So maybe the Mavericks have the best – like could put the best package out right. there of the team's not scared, right? They ain't scared. The Mazz will the trade, trade for anybody and bet on themselves and do that. They did it with Porzingis. They did it with Kyrie. I sure. feel like they've done it a bunch. And so then, then I think that they should add another piece because, like you said, I've looked at this season as – it's not necessarily a gap year. It's a, it's like a building year, right? It's a gap year. As far as, are you a title contender? I don't think anybody would look at me and say, this team is a title contender, except Fair for enough. Tim Hardaway jr. Who said that on Mark's on Mark Stein's podcast uh, that I'm re- referring to earlier. <laughs> he's like, like there's the some goal? answers. Finals? You just got to see anything different between this team and the Western conference finals team. Like, okay. I'm with you on that, but I don't know about going to the finals. It, it could happen though. You've got Luca Kyrie and you can beat good teams but they haven't right now. They also have this rookie center It gives you an artificial ceiling, basically, right? Where we just haven't seen rookie centers go very far. The last rookie center to be on a team, (laughs) the last rookie center to average 25 minutes a game on a team that went above 500 at all, Yao Ming, 2003. (laughs) So... Are you so, other You know what I mean? Player? Like you've got maybe, this, you've just got, maybe got this ceiling. This and yes, happen. like break the break the ceiling, break the glass right, ceiling, and right. all that of this. But I think that they need to take a you know take a little step forward and not try and take a a huge step forward to be like, all right, we're going all in right now. The other the other reason why I think it's it's one piece is not because of their pirates that are traveling around and trying to like have fun, but because. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was wondering
1: if you would get in uh, that. I appreciate they're going to have so three much.
0: three picks this summer available at at free agency, and so I think that you 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 hold back and you mm-hmm. wait because I don't think Siakam is the, the perfect piece. He could be. It it sounds like according to Jake Fisher, who's on our show a couple of days ago, it sounds like there's they're split in the front office as to whether Siakam is the perfect piece or he doesn't really fit at all going forward. So, but to me, I think you I think you do the one right. You do the one smaller trade if you can. hopefully it doesn't take a first round pick, and then try for the big th- big swing this summer. Once you have established what is lively, what are Luca and Kyrie together? Who's here to play? Can did Grant Williams bounce back or did he not? right? You know what I mean? like you've got to figure out a couple of things first right,
1: right. Yeah, you got a lot of question marks on this team, and I don't know, yeah, I think that's a fair point, seeing if you can give yourself more time to figure out some more. Of those question marks, turn them into definitive checks or X's. That's a good point. Also, I wonder how much, like a big, you know, a big all in move with the no- nature of the CBA, which I still have not fully wrapped my arms around. Like, I do want to the is. I've seen this take several times from Mavs
0: Media for. and others where they're like, well, they've got these new owners with the deep pockets. That doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't. It doesn't matter because even if the owner wants to pay, no. even if Matt Ishbia wants to pay for what the Suns have right now. Do you want to be where the suns are right now where you've got three dudes and you've got like no real options to try and figure it out, figure out how to, to add to that. Right. And right. it's going to get worse going forward. If you're in the second apron, meaning you're not in your, you know, you have the cap, the luxury tax, the first apron and the second apron. Like you are spending out the wazoo. Like my dad used to say you, he still says that. I don't know why I said you, I don't know. I don't know why he said you. <laughs> my dad is very, it's, much a great, it's a great thing. I would say that too. I was going to say, yeah. he used to. He also still says, he used to, but he still does it. too. I'm with it. You've been spending yep. out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, your your draft picks are going to get frozen. There, there's a bunch of stuff. You, you can only make certain types of trades. You can't, like, take in – you can't, like – uh, like not relegate, but you can't like add two players together to trade for another. But there's so many different restrictions with it. It's not just about, can you pay them the amount of money? They literally put these rules in the CBA because of what the Warriors were doing. And now no one could do that. So you've got to find a different competitive advantage now when right. it comes to that. And so, so if you think that Luka, Kyrie and, and like a Joe Siakam like type are it, then yeah, go for it. I don't think, I don't think that's it though. Cause I think that third piece still has to be an elite defender. And Siakam is not that. And so that's that's where I think we land on this.
1: I look, I'm with you. I think that the more that we talk about it, the more that I feel comfortable with the idea of a, a, a smaller piece than you know that that big time max contract, and you know, see what that does for you and if that gives you a little bit more options. And then I think again, within the context of what we're talking about with Jason Kidd. Gives you more uh, more data points in figuring out what it is that's happening, what you're they doing. they got to do something. So like, yeah, no, I think they've it all got works. To add so, they've everybody.
0: got to add somebody to this. And you can't let another, like, moment of opportunity pass you by because you got put so far behind the eight ball last season where you just made all these moves that didn't work, and now you're still paying for JaVale McGee, and you you traded the first-round pick for Christian Wood, and now he's gone for nothing, and you, you obviously lost Brunson for nothing. Like, you just yeah. so far behind the eight ball. Uh, last season that you've got to keep moving forward every single chance that you get. But here we are. There we are. Go listen to Reggie this week. When are you on the fan this week? Uh, it's Tuesday through Friday, but listen every
1: day, 7 seven seven p.m. to 11 p.m. Right Turn here, it on, or right leave there. it on, unless you listen to the, to the, the lockdown I Can tell maps. I do this That's frequently? I went right into that.
0: Or Isaac on, on that right. stuff, I guess. That's right. <laughs> That's who I'll, I'll always stand for him.
1: Just just add our in friend more, Kevin Gray, wherever, more, uh, uh, wherever he's doing something. Exceptions or to <laughs> the um, just Yeah, just
0: wherever whatever you're Thanks doing. If you just happen to have a chance apps. to listen, please do. I appreciate it. So boom.